happy Tuesday, everybody. Today we are looking at the book of Titus, chapter 1. Titus was another uh, preacher that was a companion, a servant, along with the Apostle Paul, like Timothy was. And Paul wrote the letter to Titus about the same time he wrote the letter 1 Timothy, shortly after his release from his first imprisonment in Rome, where he was under house arrest for about two years or so, as recorded in the last chapter of the book of Acts. And after Paul was released from prison that time, apparently he traveled with Titus to the island of Crete. And he and Crete is a, an, a Greek island in the Mediterranean Sea, and he leaves Titus there to appoint elders or pastors in the the various towns, the various churches, and to, and to get everything in order. And, and then Paul travels on. And um, uh, look at verse 5 of Titus chapter 1. He said, For this reason I left you. Who's you? Well, it's Titus, to whom this letter is written. I left you in Crete, that you may set in order what remains, and appoint elders or overseers or pastors in every city as I directed you. So um, Paul leaves him in Crete, and then Paul goes on. Somewhere, somewhere else. And he writes him this letter. Later, he writes this letter and he sends it to Titus and he asks Titus to come to him. Uh, he's planning to winter, spend the winter in Nicopolis, which is on the western shore of Greece. No, I'm, uh, the, the, the eastern shore, I'm sorry, of, of Greece and uh, these coasts. And um, wants Titus to come and visit him meet him there in, in chapter 3. You see that. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but just to give you context. In chapter 3, verse 12, he said, When I send Artemis and Tychicus to you, make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. So I'm going to send... He sends this letter not by Artemis or Tychicus. He sends this letter by Zenos, a lawyer, and Apollos in verse 13. And then they are to go on somewhere else and Titus is to help them in their own journey beyond Crete. And then later uh, in verse 12, Artemis and Tychicus are going to travel from Paul to Titus on Crete. And then when they get there and kind of take over, he, Titus, is to leave Crete and join Paul in Nicopolis. Now, whether, whether Paul ever made it to Nicopolis, we don't know. But that was the plan anyway. He may have been arrested before that. We just can't say uh, for certain. So that's just some history and to help you understand uh, the context uh, for Titus. Now, what spoke to me uh, as I was reading chapter one is about false teachers and false teaching and how they are not to be tolerated, but actually to be silenced. You know, our culture is very uh, big on truth is flexible. You know, there's no absolute truth, and so uh, let people teach pretty much whatever they want, even in the church. Some liberal churches are very much like that. But notice what Paul says about this issue in chapter 1. To Titus, who is appointing the pastors of these churches on the island and setting things in order, he says um, in verse 9, you're to hold fast to the word, teaching according to the word and sound doctrine. Then in verse 10, for there are many rebellious men rebelling against God, rebelling against God's truth, empty talkers and deceivers. Their words sound good, but they're empty and they deceive people. 
Then in verse 11, who must be silenced, not tolerated, silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach. Teaching things they should not teach. Verse 11, uh, after the opening phrase, he says, um, for this reason, because of the damage they are doing, reprove them, these false teachers and their false teaching, reprove them severely. Reprove them severely so that, he says in the, at the end of verse 12, they may be sound in faith. Um, as, as, as Baptists historically and me personally, very strong support for religious freedom and freedom of speech and the belief that ideas should be free to compete in the marketplace. However, inside a local church, we cannot and are not to allow anyone to teach anything they want to teach. We're to teach God's word, truth, sound doctrine, and silence. Silence anyone who teaches falsely. And so while we support freedom of speech in the culture, in our, in our in, 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 you know, universities should believe and practice freedom of speech. That's being curtailed today because you can't hurt anybody's feelings. Well, <laughs> that's so un-American. Freedom of liberty, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. But, but as a church, as a followers of God, we have the right, and God says the responsibility in the church teach the truth and sound doctrine and to silence, even if we have to do it forcefully, false teaching. And so not just anybody can teach just anything in our life groups or from the pulpit of our church. And that's why uh, even though tomorrow we read chapter 2, verse 1 of chapter 2 really is a continuation of chapter 1. And chapter 2, verse 1, he says, but as for you, Titus, as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. And so, in our culture today, yes, we support liberty and freedom of speech and even silly speech, stupid speech, erroneous speech, false speech. We, that's what freedom is. But inside the church, truth. And we silence false teaching. That's how God says it is to be done. That's what we try to do with love, but with firmness of conviction. Hey, God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as we look at chapter two.